0: To, um, you come to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and grace to help. Hallelujah. Any kind of help. Hallelujah. And we all need help of some kind or other, which is not talking about just coming when you're desperate, but getting that grace every day to lead the abundant life and to, to just even the grace to minister and the, you know, hallelujah. So I'm excited about that. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, uh, <clears throat> I want to talk tonight. I turn to Hebrews chapter five, and we'll go there. Hebrews chapter five. I decided, uh, by the leading of the Spirit, to turn all of money in the prosperous soul over to Eric. So. He's going to continue that on the first Wednesday of every month, but on second Wednesday, we're going to be doing some different things. Pastor told me to give him a title so he could email or you know whatever he emails to y'all or whatever, but I'm like I couldn't figure out what the title <laughs> or what the title in a general sense was. We know next week is third Wednesday and we're going to be having healing. We'd also made a Holy Ghost led decision to change Healing from 4th Wednesday to 3rd Wednesday because we have pastor's prayer on 3rd Thursday. And so last time when we were having Holy Ghost meeting and pastor's prayer at the same time, as we prayed and we were trying to hear from God about what to do, we couldn't figure out what we were getting for pastor's prayer and what we were getting for Holy Ghost meeting. So we decided that we'll solve that. We'll move healing. And then if we get something about healing, we'll know what that is. And so we'll move healing to 3rd Thursday and we'll move a Holy Ghost meeting to Fourth Thursday, fourth Wednesday. Does that make sense? Amen. I probably was not as... But anyway, next Wednesday is going to be healing, just to let you know in advance. And uh, praise God. Everything's turning them out amazing. There's always a way to win, and God has is helping us to do that. Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 12, and I'm going to pick up and talk about little... Go a little further in. I hope I don't steal Pastor's Sunday, this Sunday sermon. But I'm going to talk a little bit of what, what he talked about uh, Sunday morning. Um, in verse 12, it says, When for the time ye ought to be teachers. Well, uh, hallelujah. You ought to be teachers. Ye have, uh, according to the time that's passed since you got saved, you ought to be a teacher. Ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. So there's some things in the Bible that we would consider first principles and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe, but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Therefore leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ let us go on unto perfection and laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and a faith toward God of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment and this we will do if God permit. So, uh, <clears throat> here he's talking about growing up into Christ, getting mature in the things of God, and getting to the place where we don't have to go over and over the elementary doctrines. Some, one version, here it says, unto not laying again the foundation, uh, excuse me, the leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Some versions say the elementary doctrines of Christ, or the basic doctrines of Christ. And up here it called them... Uh, uh, The first principles... The first principles. So then he lists what those first principles or elementary doctrines of Christ are. And he says we're to get to a place where we don't have to keep going over and over that again and we can go on into some other things. And that's one thing that pastor and I have attempted to do and felt led to do at River Church is to just to to press on beyond and past what some things would be considered the elementary doctrines of Christ so that we can grow Hallelujah. That we can all grow thereby. Hallelujah. And so he tells us what these found, these uh, elementary doctrines are, our doctrines are, are foundation of repentance from dead works. And so repenting from sin and having to be taught to repent from sin, hallelujah, is an elementary doctrine of Christ. And faith toward God. He says that faith... Faith is one of, you know, we probably at one time thought we were, we really had gone on when we started hearing faith taught. We thought, wow, because we'd never heard faith towards God taught. Or, you know, we'd heard to have uh, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord to receive salvation, but we'd never heard to believe God for anything else. Never, ever, not one time ever heard to, uh, for that without faith is impossible to please God. And uh, not ever one time ever heard that uh, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, and those truths. But that's an elementary doctrine. Or the doctrine of baptisms, and that word there, baptisms, is plural. So it's not just talking about the doctrine of water baptism. But even to tell you the truth, I would never understood water baptism. Uh, until, you know, I didn't know. I just thought, well, you just do it because that's what the church says you do after you get saved. You get water baptized. And uh, so uh, we did it. We all got water baptized. But then, you know, as you go through the Word of God, you find out that what water baptism means and why not only is it a display to other people that I'm born again, I have received Jesus Christ as my Savior, but also it is a reminder to us. And so those things I didn't learn until later on. But thank heavens we don't have to lay that again. And not that there won't be people in the church that we don't need to teach these things to. Don't get me wrong. But in some portion of the church life, we have to go on. Hallelujah. And then, and then the other baptisms, which would be the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Included so that uh, you know now that's not even as way out there as you might think because he says it's one of the principal ba- doctrines it's a foundational doctrine yeah. the baptism of the Holy Spirit and uh, and of laying on of hands and that would uh, shock a lot of people to know that that's an elementary doctrine that not only the laying on of the hands to uh, for healing but the laying on of hands to um, transmit um, anointing or to, uh, Paul said, I long to see you that I might impart some spiritual gift. Uh, he, Paul told Timothy that to uh, stir up the gifts of God that were given in to him uh, by the presbytery, by prophecy, and by the laying on of hands. And so that that impartation of gifts and transmission of anointings, that that's an elementary doctrine that we understand that, that, that these hands are battery chargers. They're divine transmitters that they, when we put our hands on, um, on people and release faith, that people are healed and, and things are transmitted, good things, hallelujah, impartations. Hallelujah! Uh, so, and then uh, uh, the laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead. Resurrection of the dead. That not only, uh, hallelujah, was Jesus Christ raised from the dead, but that he was the first fruits and that, uh, hallelujah. And you could take that to the, to, we're going to be resurrected. Uh, If we've gone on to be with the Lord, we're going to be resurrected from the dead at the last trump, but then even taking it to the resurrection of the dead in a sense of, uh, uh, what do you call that? (laughs) Healing when somebody dies. Yeah, that kind of a resurrection. Hallelujah. Raising the dead. I was trying to think of the word raising. (laughs) Hallelujah. And of eternal judgment. And so uh, that that's an elementary do- doctrine that uh, that would be about hell and also then about uh, uh, any, any other kind of judgment that is, that, it, that is going to be or that is. Hallelujah. So those are the elementary things. Then if you go over to 1 Peter 2.2, 2, we're talking about the milk and the meat here in case you lost track of that in all that <laughs> explanation. But 1 Peter 2.2. 2 cause we're hungry. I know you I have I'm hungry. I'm hu- I'm very hungry, but I've been hungry, but I've been asking for God to give me more hunger. And when you ask God to make you hungry, he makes you hungry. And also another thing that will make you hungry is when you feed on the things of God and you th- feed on the things of the spirit, you get hungry for it. When you listen to people uh Uh, teach on things about faith or about um the goodness of God and how God's moving in the earth and the mighty miracles that are happening in other places and the blind seeing and, uh, the, the crippled walking and, and, uh, babies being healed and all those things. It makes us hungry to see God do those things again and again and again. And we want we're hungry for the deeper things of God. When you hear about people that have had encounters with God, hallelujah. And that people that have been to heaven, people that have, um uh, Seeing heaven, it makes us hungry to have those experiences, those encounters with God like uh, they have had. And we realize that God's no respecter of persons and that we can, we can experience those things that they've experienced. And we don't have to be afraid of doing that. And so First Peter 2.2. 2. I'm trying to get somewhere, and I'm trying to... uh, It seems like I know the Lord wants to say something tonight. It says, as newborn babes... Now, he's telling us now, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. So, uh, in Hebrews, he's saying you need to go on and not have these... Just have milk and have these elementary principles, but you need to also get to the place where you can take some strong meat... But then he tells us in Peter, it nearly sounds like he's saying, even though you're mature, be sure you still partake of milk and be, still be hungry for milk that you might grow thereby. And I'm going to kind of give you some explanation of that in, the, in, the, in a minute. So if the milk in the Hebrews is the elementary doctrines and we ought to be teachers, he's saying, actually what he's saying is you ought to be teachers of the elementary doctrines. You ought to have that so down pat, the elementary doctrines of Christ, that you are a teacher of it. In other words, you know where the scriptures are, you know know how you could teach. Pastor could say now, uh, tomorrow night you're teaching on baptisms here and you wouldn't have to spend, you know, All day long, you could just maybe gather up a few notes and you could teach on baptisms. Or you could teach on, you know, because... And so if we're not there, let's make a plan to get there where we could. Where pastor could come in and say to me, say, Now this Wednesday night, I know you might have had something planned, but I want you to teach on the resurrection of the dead. Well, I wouldn't go, Oh my word, I don't know anything about that. Wonder if there's a book <laughs> you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's get on the internet. Let's see if we can find something on the resurrection of the dead. But that we get familiar with our Bible in such a way that we know the not we know what he's talking about. He wouldn't even have to explain what he's wanting. Hallelujah. Because we're so familiar with it. And uh and then all those things. So those are the elementary things that we should be we should have a uh, mastery over as pastors always say,ing we should be masters of those things just like we you know we have mastered some things in the natural realm I trust you have the alphabet mastered I trust you have the uh, multiplication tables mastered because that's and and that's what teachers in those in those areas or at least they used to they might not in history they didn't really teach for mastery they just taught come pass the test And, you know, and that's unfortunate because the older I get, the more I realize how important history was. We could have left out some other subjects that are far less important. I need history every day now to understand what's happening in the world. I hardly ever need geometry. And I hardly never, ever, ever need chemistry, you know. Unless you consider baking a cake some form of chemistry, hallelujah! And even that, if you use a mix, you don't have to have chemistry for that. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, you might if you're one of those cooks, you know, on on chopped and all that kind of stuff. They know, okay, if I add this to this, it'll do this, and I'm like, hmm, I didn't know that. You know, I didn't even know what that ingredient was even. And so anyway, we know a lot of things that they put an emphasis on in school, but history was something that we shouldn't have relegated to the football coaches, who all they think about is football. But I don't know. In every school, they relegate history to the football coaches, and it's boring as it can be. Because all, cause while they're teaching it, they're thinking about the next play out there, you know. And I, so I'm not kidding you. I talked to Carter about it the other day, and he said, that's just exactly how it is. Yes, Danny, you're right, he said. I said, yeah, I know I'm right. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, we shouldn't have done that, but we did. But the things that were important, the, the what they thought was important, like uh, uh, ABCs and, and uh, 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 the multiplication tables and, Subtraction and addition, they They made sure we had mastery. You went over and over and over and over it again. And they actually made sure we had mastery and penmanship. I don't think they do that anymore. That's a shame. Penmanship is awesome. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> hallelujah. So... Uh, in the things of the Lord in the things of the Bible, those elementary things the things you would get in elementary school were to have mastery over and that's what he was giving us in Proverbs I mean excuse me Hebrews chapter uh, five right there where we were looking and so we might we need to study the word don't would you all agree so in the meat in Hebrews when he's talking about meat he's saying anything that we go on to past the elementary doctrines, still talking about the word, but anything we go on to past those doctrines would be considered meat. And so, hallelujah, we're to go on to some things. Glory to God. Now turn over to John 16 verse 12. I think you're catching what I'm kind of get at here. John 1612, this helped me. I know it's going to help you. Hallelujah jesus said i have many yet many things to say unto you but ye cannot bear them now and so i believe that jesus would even say that to us now that he would say to me debbie i want to show you and tell you so much more but right now you're not really able to bear it because well, number one, you need to learn some other things. You've got to have a foundation in order to contain these things. And so I think he's saying that to us, not just to the... I realized when he was talking here, he was talking to men that still weren't born again because he hadn't been to the cross. And so and they didn't have the Holy Ghost yet, and so only the Holy Ghost would come upon them. But they didn't have him in the sense of indwelling them. And so... I know that he was saying that, but I believe he would still say to us, there's more. There's more. I have so much more I want to tell you. And I believe that ten years from now he'll be going, there's so much more I would like to tell you. And so my message and my my what I think the Lord's saying is, come on, come on, hallelujah, come on, hallelujah. And then another way, based on 1 Peter 2, 2, where we read that, He told us to be like newborn babes and desire the sincere milk of the word. Uh, There's another way to look at milk. And milk is when you're being fed by someone else. And I believe that there is a place where we're always to desire to come and get fed. To be fed by uh, someone teaching the word. To be fed on uh, the preached word of God. To come to church to be fed. Not just to be... Where well I'm I'm so much I've heard people actually kind of have this attitude where I'm so beyond that you know I don't have to come to be fed by some man because I can I know all that already you know kind of that kind of attitude no we're always to be like babes and still desire the the milk of the word and that mean in that in that light he's not talking about elementary doctrines he's talking about somebody else feeding you. Somebody else giving you food like you would give a baby milk. But because then when we get to the place of meat, meat is something that we are to feed ourselves. If you think about, you don't usually give a baby steak. Oh, you might a teeny little bite. But usually steak and those kind of things is reserved till they can somewhat feed themselves, even if it's picking it up with their fingers. We don't put it in their bottle. Hallelujah. We, 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 uh, it's something that they have to kind of pick up and be able to have some control over. And so, uh, we're to not only feed ourselves and know how to feed ourselves that meat, but we are to still keep desiring to be fed the word. So I'm not, and you know, Peter said, uh, we, we know that we're to always desire to be fed because God, Jesus told Peter, Peter, feed my sheep, but he also said, Peter, feed my lambs. So it's not just when we're young and little lambs that we're desired to be fed, but also we're to always desire to be fed. And I believe we will feed on the word as other men teach it, even when we get to heaven. They say people that have been to heaven in books I've read have said that they saw auditoriums where Martin Luther uh, was teaching in the auditorium. And thank God his doctrine's even better now than (laughs) was then, because not everything was awesome about uh, Martin Luther and his doctrine, and and wasn't he the one, he was very anti-Semitic too, wasn't he? I believe that's correct, if you look that up, mm. meaning he did not like the Jews, because he believed that the Jews killed Jesus, so that was not understanding the word of God in that area, because the Jews did not kill Jesus, the Bible says, all of our sins killed Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. The, that's what the Bible says in Isaiah. But a lot of people, Christians, dislike Jews because they think that uh, they killed Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, um, so meat, if we're talking about this, how this is right now, is we can be taken of meat when we feed ourselves, uh, and we can be... Uh, sincerely still no matter how mature we get how mature we're not desiring the milk of the word and always continuing to grow throughout our lives no matter how old we get if we're 80 years old it's so awesome but you know unfortunately a lot of people you know have you ever heard can't teach an old dog new tricks or are setting their ways and a lot of times old people hallelujah and 70s sounding so young these days Uh, Pastor was reading the obituary Sunday morning. I don't know why, but he was glancing through them and he said, You know, a lot of people die in their 70s. And I'm like, You know, let's just not talk about that. We're not doing that. Hallelujah. Because you think, when you think you're 10 years from 70, it's pretty shocking. it it, I'm shocked aren't you I just it was yesterday I was 30 I promise you I promise you it's getting where I went to the dentist this morning and it's like I was just here I just had this whole thing done I just talked to this doctor I, I was just here and it'd been six months I I don't know what is it it is really I don't, it, it's partially the end times that causes it to go faster, but it's also partially the older you get, the go faster it goes. And when I was like in elementary school, summer was just eternities long. Of course, it really was longer then. We actually got out in May and went till after labor, didn't go back till after labor, the day after Labor Day. And you know, we didn't go in any field trips, hallelujah. I have all sorts of money saving plans for schools that need money. It's like cancel all them field trips and teach teachers. This is a novel idea. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Go to school. Give the parents a break from paying for daycare. take, Take these children and teach them something. But they don't let me come and be on the school board. So because of that. Hallelujah. I would have teachers working, and I would have children going to school and learning because it's. I, think, I love school. I think school's awesome. But anyway, so we're always to be learners no matter how old we get. We're not to get old, set in our ways, can't teach an old dog new tricks. Always to be flexible, to be uh, willing to be entreated, easily entreated, easily persuaded to believe, Pastor's Talks about. And, you know, we have told ourselves that so long that I believe we are all easy to be entreated in, and we, we are quick to grab hold and say, okay, Lord, that's in the Word. I'll take it. I hadn't heard it before, and I hadn't seen it just that way, but it's in the Word. I'll take it. So um, tonight, I want us to feed ourselves the Word of God. So if you would turn to First Peter chapter 1. We're going to feed ourselves, because some people might not even know how to feed themselves. And so when you say, feed yourself when you're at home, they might say, okay, I'm going to put a CD in the player, and I'm feeding myself. But that's really just letting somebody else feed you, isn't it? It's just in a different format than being in church. Or I'm going to get on the Internet and listen to a sermon on YouTube. That is great. I love doing that. But that's still letting somebody else feed me. And so sometimes not everybody might understand, well, how do I feed myself? Surely there's more to it than just reading the Word. And there is. And so tonight in First Peter chapter 1, and this was one of our chapters this week, we're going to kind of see how to feed ourselves. And how we can get ourselves involved with the Word of God. And so, um Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm going to go a little ways, I might let you, some of y'all, as you want to, and if you're willing to, help me with a few verses. I want you to kind of catch on to what I'm doing, uh, because um, I'm going to do some other things besides just read while I'm reading. So I'm going to start in verse 1, and I'm just going to read, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Thank you, Lord, that you're writing this word to me, too. That this is written to me. Elect, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. I'm God, I am elect. I have been elected. You saw me before I was ever born or born again, and you elected me through sanctification of the Spirit. And, Father, I am obedient to you. I commit to that. Thank you for sprinkling me with the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. I ask that grace be and peace be, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And thank you that your abundant mercy hath begotten me again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Thank you, Lord, because of Jesus' resurrection, that I am alive. I'm alive unto you, and I'm alive in hope. I thank you for my inheritance that is incorruptible and undefiled and fadeth not away. Thank you, Lord, that it is reserved for me in heaven. Thank you, Lord, that you reveal it to me. And, Lord, that it is there for me. I thank you, Lord, that I am kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. God, I greatly rejoice. I rejoice in you, Lord. I joy in you, O God. I rejoice, Lord Jesus, that I belong to you. I rejoice that you are mine and I am yours. Oh, thank you so much, Lord. Thank you for that even though this season is a not a, a, as great a season, it, there might be heaviness, there might be manifold trials. But I thank you, Lord, that the trial of my faith is much better is precious, Lord. I'm grateful for it, Lord. Even though it feels not good to my flesh, I'm so grateful for it. I'm thinking it's more precious than gold. And I, Lord, even as I am tried as with fire, I pray that I could be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. I do not see Him every day, Lord. Sometimes, Lord Jesus, I do see You by that my eyes. Of faith, but I thank you, Lord, that oh, hallelujah! I love you whether I see you or not, and I believe and I rejoice, Lord God, with joy unspeakable and full of glory. I make sure, God, that I rejoice, hallelujah! Praise God. So, <clears throat> let me stop there, and we may continue some more down through the verse. But I am calling this the seven-in-one hallelujah that when you go to the auto supply store you can find some things that's called the seven-in-one all-purpose this or that cleaner or the seven-in-one You can go to Walmart and you can find something that's the 3-in-1 or the 5-in-1 or the 7-in-1. Well, the way I was feeding myself the Word of God there is the 7-in-1. And I'm going to give you the seven things that you can do just while you're reading the Word of God in that way. Number one was reading the Word. So not only was I reading it. But then number two, I was praying the Word of God. Now, we've been taught in the past to pray scriptures, but usually when we did that, we just picked out certain scriptures, like 1 Peter 2.24, and we prayed it. Or we picked out Revelation uh, 12.11, or hallelujah. Uh, we would pick that one out or or uh, Philippians 4.19 or we'd pick out a scripture and we would just pray that scripture. I thank you Lord you supply all my need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But I want to have mastery over the entire word of God. And so I have that is the seven in one way to not only when I'm reading my assigned reading and uh, or my wherever I'm reading in the Word, that I not only read it, and this is a surefire way for your mind not to wander, is to hallelujah pray the word as you go and then the third thing you're doing at the same time because there we say now you need to make declarations every day and i don't know about you but there's been times i've had trouble fitting in reading the word praying the word making declarations praying the spirit soak hallelujah it's like oh my word and which one but hallelujah is so you're going to get the seven and one here you're not going to get the soaking in it you're going to have to do the soaking another time. Hallelujah. But I will say this, even in between the verses, while you regroup, you can pray in tongues. And so you can actually make it the eight and one if you want to. So you're going to be decreeing and declaring the word. In other words, you're going to be making good declarations over yourself at the very same time that you're reading the word. Taking the just taking, It takes a little longer to read it that way, but you've accomplished seven things at the same time that you're reading. Another thing you're doing is you're praising God with the Word. Just like we did up there in verse 2. Thank you, God, that you are uh, uh, the, the... The Father, the Father, Hallelujah! No, it's three. Blessed be the God. I bless you, God. You are the Father of my Lord Jesus Christ, and I praise you, and I glorify you, and I I believe in you. I say God is my Father. However you want to decree it and declare it, however you want to say it, but you're praising God. The, you're praising God with the word at the same time that you're reading the word and then number five at the very same time that you're reading the word you're resisting the devil because throughout these scriptures as you read them most days there's going to be opportunity in in the scripture and as we go on down through this verse uh there's opportunity to resist the devil um Like in verse 14. I thank you God. I choose right now to be an obedient child of God. And I do not fashion myself according to my former lust in ignorance. And I bind you devil. You're not coming against me with the lusts of the flesh. And see you can take that opportunity right there. Uh, God has called me to be holy and I answer that call. And I am this is I'm in verse uh, 15. Uh, I answer that call to be holy in all manner of conversation in lifestyle, in how I live my life, what I choose to do. I am holy and I choose it now because it is written be ye holy for I am holy and I do not resist that Lord. I agree with it. Um, and, um, And you just go on. And so you have opportunity to resist the devil as you're going. And then number six, which is what we've been talking about since the beginning last night, is I am feeding myself in a greater dimension than if I just read the word. You know, I know that if I read the word silently, that's good. But if I read it out loud, I'm feeding myself in a way than if I different way but if I'm actually getting in there and not only reading it but speaking it and decreeing it and agreeing with it and declaring it and choosing it by an act of my will I am um, I am feeding myself in a in a really you will grow you will begin to grow so fast and here's given this is a great thing about this is is it gives me an opportunity to agree with scriptures that i might not just run into it's oh it's it's, it's great to agree with first peter 24 two twenty four 24 and i do by his stripes i am healed but um uh, but I, there's other things in this word, like I am going to be holy. I'm going to choose to live my life holy. Hallelujah. And I'm going to, I need to agree with that just as much as I do agree with First uh, Peter 2.24. In fact, if I'm agreeing with that, it's going to make the rest of the word work a lot better. Hallelujah. And then the seventh thing you're doing, which is something we're always talking about, is I am also renewing my mind. I'm, I'm choosing a different way of thinking. I'm taking these scriptures and having to think a minute. You may have to think longer on some of them to pray them. I was trying to not just, but you can take as long as you want, you know, hallelujah. Instead of just, um, you could get stuck, hallelujah. I know I took, uh, yesterday I took the first two chapters of Peter and did it. And it took me a little while. But hallelujah, I tell you what, makes all the difference. And instead of just reading it real quick and shutting your Bible, going off. Hallelujah. How many of you believe you're going to get a lot more out of it? Amen. So this is the seven in one treatment. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so I think possibly that, you know, sometimes um, there's been times when, you know, however much you want to read a day, but you might be, you might actually grow more and, 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 and actually have greater understanding of the word and put it into practice better if you took one scripture and did this versus if you read a whole book of the Bible, which I know many of you have sat down and one day read maybe the whole book of Galatians or the whole, you know, you probably didn't take on Psalms or something like that for one day. But, <laughs> But, uh, hallelujah. Or John. John has such long chapters, I'm telling you. And uh or you might not have took on that, but you took you've taken on the smaller books and said, I'm gonna read this whole thing You know, if nothing else you took on Third John and you read all that. Hallelujah. <laughs> that's just one chapter. Hallelujah. So, glory to God. Let's um I ch- I moved my Bible from 1 Peter 1. I don't know why I was shutting it and demonstrating. So, um Hallelujah. Where did I leave off? No. I left off the first time. I just kind of grabbed that out of the middle. I did verse 8. Thank you, Lord. Now verse 9. That one let me I'm trying to get Let's start in verse 13. Anybody want to just jump in there and say, I'll, I'll just, I'll, you know, hey, we, I, I did it messy. You can do it messy. <laughs> hallelujah. But just want to turn in there on verse 13 and uh, hallelujah. See if you can chew it up, spit it out for us all.
1: Hallelujah. I thank you, Father, that my mind is girded for action. I thank you that my thinking is disciplined and my mind is renewed to your word. That I am sober in spirit and that my hope is fixed completely on the grace that you brought to me when you brought Jesus Christ into the world and you raised him from the dead and you put all of my sin on him. I thank you, Father, that I am an obedient child and I am not conformed to the former person I used to be. I thank you that you have changed me and I am changing every day. I am growing in you and I am no longer ignorant of your word.
0: Okay, she did 13 and 14, so. That's good. Anybody want to pick up at 15?
1: Thank you, Lord, that you are holy. There is none holy like you. You are perfect in everything, and you have made me holy through Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that my conduct is being conformed to your image, Lord, and, I and my spirit who is holy is taking control of my life and dominating my flesh. Thank you, Lord, that I, I, I will be holy as you are holy, Lord. I will be conformed to you every day more and more and if I and if you and I will call on you father and you are not partial you you uh, you judge everyone the same lord there, you are no respecter of persons Lord I can call on you anytime anywhere and uh, you will uh, thank you Lord you are there for me and you judge according to the word thank you Lord thank you Lord that I am redeemed uh, i have not been redeemed with corruptible, corruptible things, but I have the incorruptible Word. Jesus' eternal blood and perfect holy blood redeemed me. And I, I don't live according to tradition, but I co- live according to relationship with you. In Jesus' name.
0: Hallelujah. Anybody want to pick up verse 19? Or did you do 19? I don't know. Anyway, thank you, Lord. Anybody volunteering? Thank you, Jesus. Joey, you want to do that? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that we are redeemed by the precious blood of Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You were a lamb without blemish and without spot. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your sinless life. Thank you for living that sinless life so that you were able to pay that price for us with your blood so that we did not have to live in darkness and we did not have to live with the sin nature. Lord, we're so grateful. We're so thankful for that. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you that you were manifest in the last times. 2000 years ago, you said Jesus was the last time, at last times and you were manifest for us 2000 years ago to save us and deliver us. Thank you, Lord. We because of you, Jesus, we believe in God. We believe that God raised you up from the dead and gave you glory. And our faith and our hope are in you, God. We, I just put all my faith, all my hope, all my trust in you today, for today, for everything that confronts me. And I determined to live a life of faith in the name of Jesus in every area, not just in some areas. And thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I purify my soul by obeying you, Lord God. I realize I have to choose obedience and I choose now to be obedient to you. And as the spirit of God teaches me truth, I obey what you show me. I do not argue with you. And Lord, I am not a fake. I do not fake love for the brethren. I do not fake in any area. I am going to be true. Be true to you. Be true in front of you. Be true in front of men. And that I... um, and and I commit, Lord God, to love and to use all of my capacity and all the grace you can put upon me to love one another with a pure heart and fervently. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord, that I've been born again. I thank you that the, I was born of incorruptible seed, not of corruptible seed. And I thank you for the word of God, which is, uh, oh, God. Uh, never returning void, but always, God is incorruptible and always produces in my life. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. I realize, Father, that all the glories of natural man are like the flower of the grass, and they're withering and fading. And so, I do not seek after the glories of the natural man or of this world, but are or anything of outward beauty. But Father. But the word of God is where I seek, because the word endures forever. And this is the word which by the gospel was preached unto me. I thank you so much, Lord God. Amen. Amen. So you you have prayed, hallelujah, tonight. You have, what did we say? We said you have read. We have not only read 1 Peter 1, we have prayed it. We have decreed and made declarations within it. And you need to do it for you. Put you in that place and we've praised God with His own word and I guarantee you he, he prefers us to praise Him with His own word even to for us and have you ever tried praising God and couldn't come up with anything well what's the perfect thing get His own word and praise Him with it hallelujah Amen. number five we have resisted the devil we've not only resisted the devil we in that chapter we resisted the flesh and told the flesh what it could do oh and then we fed ourselves hallelujah and then we we uh, went a long way towards renewing our mind, Amen. So praise God, Hallelujah. Pastor, come up and give him Chapter Two <laughs> or something. Sub-